What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Reality Roundtable. Today, I got three special guests with me. They're the co-hosts of the Dominate the Decade podcast, and I would like for them to introduce themselves. Yo, what's, hey, what's up, y'all? Oh, oh, hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Josh German, um, recent graduate of the University of South Carolina. Uh, excited to be here. Yo, what's up? I'm Matthew. <laughs> I go to US, oh, I attend USC, mass communication major, and I'm a senior. What's good? Uh, I'm Adarius Simpkins, another recent grad of U- yeah, the University of South Carolina, uh, political science. Uh, just glad to be here with the bros. Hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. It felt good to change that uh, bio from USC 20 to USC alumnus, didn't it? <laughs> I changed that thing with a quickness. <laughs> Yo, I changed it too. I didn't know if I was going to be able to change it because I was waiting on a couple classes. I'm like, hey, did I get a C? Did I get a C? And then once I saw that I got C's in those classes, I'm like, yep, time for the bio change. <laughs> that's the first. Hey, that's the best thing you can do when you're not walking across the stage, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what did they decide on y'all graduation anyway? They said that y'all gonna be able to sit in the stadium or I just gonna get y'all paperwork and keep it pushing or what's going on? So <laughs> um basically we're doing like a virtual graduation, which it sounds like it's just gonna be a PowerPoint, basically. <laughs> just our faces on it. <laughs> uh and then the next day they're doing something in Williams Bryce in person, but you can only bring two people, you sit with them. And they don't call your name. I guess they just call your college, and everybody just like stands up or whatever. And so I don't I was just know how like, I'm yeah. rocking with that, bro. At this point, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of done with it. You know, like I'm just yeah. ready. I'm already mentally past college at this point. They, they're really playing with our emotions, man. They really are. Yeah. Hey, Darius went global on that tweet when he was saying that if if uh, there were tickets and they were gonna make money off the graduation, we'd still be having it. I stand by that. Once again. <laughs> Yo, I think that's true, though, man. Like, hey, they whenever they have a chance to make money, they're all for it. Hey, yeah. y'all, y'all see what Henry McMaster said. Y'all don't wear a mask. Ain't no high school college football <laughs> this year. Hey. Never mind the people are dying. <laughs> Just we don't have football. That's crazy. Like, the, the he went out and made a statement like that. Kind of get people's attention. It's okay. I know, I know how to talk to my people. <laughs> that's how you know we in the South, bro. That's all. Yeah. Care about. I say, see the church of football. <laughs> hey, but uh, to get started, um, how did the uh, how did the uh, idea of the Dominate the Decade podcast just come about? Ooh, I'll take that one. So, I originally was friends with Adarius and then Matt separately. Um, I had some classes with Matt. Uh, we all met at Cuts and Conversations uh, whenever we used to have those on Wednesdays. Hey, first, let me give a shout out to Cuts and Conversations because that's a couple Big times. facts. This hey, podcast I, don't happen without Cuts and Conversations. Yo, hey, that, that was a blessing for sure. Just being able to uh, link with other brothers on campus, that was definitely a blessing. Um, and also the, the haircut was definitely uh, something good as well. But so we all went to that. Um, and then me and Matt were talking like individually and we are two types of dudes that are on the same type of time. Like we talk about things with audio messages and kind of go into depth. So we would always say, man, like we should make a little podcast, you know? Um, and the conversations were definitely, uh, not all focused on what we talk about now. Um, but they were kind of in the same lane and like very, uh, wide ranging, but, also, on the other hand, me and Darius were talking like that. 
um, mostly about movies, mostly about the Black experience, anything that really came to mind. So we were talking about starting a podcast then. Um, and then as things just went on, I was like, hey, let's all make this a, a thing, you know, like three different type of individuals, three different type of interests, but all similar interests as well. So we thought it would be good. Um, we got it launched through this pandemic. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it all started. If y'all have anything else like about how it came together. No, that was about it. It's funny because, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't say everything. Yeah, that's about how it happened. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the funny thing, the funniest thing. Uh, so we had been recording like practice episodes for like months before we like finally dropped one. And so me and Matt had never met in person until literally about two weeks ago. Now. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but yeah, so the fact that we just have like an energy that just like clicks the three of us is just like super great. Now, would y'all... S- so this podcast was going to happen like whether the pandemic happened or not right yeah i feel like the pandemic kind of boosted everything and put everything into motion because we had all this free time out of nowhere um me and adarius were graduating so we were like man we really got to get some creative juices flowing um but with everything happening having all this time it really kind of pushed us to say hey why not now so um, I think when the pandemic first started, that was maybe, I think it might have been like our second um, like virtual episode that we were doing just as a practice run. Um, and then we got it launched like maybe a month and a half later. So had a little bit of practice, um, had to put it out there, but it, glad we got it started. Yeah, I was going to say the stars aligned to make it happen. Yeah. And shout out to 2020, huh? It's gonna be that chapter in school. It's like, yo, tell, tell me about 2020. Like, oh god, there's a lot that happened during that time. Hey, yeah, that's 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 gonna be something to tell the future generations. I I can't wait, man. It's gonna be cool to see kids. But um, like, would you say like the pandemic? Like, how how you feel like the uh podcast would be different if the pandemic did not happen? I feel like personally, everybody kind of was in their own movie. Like Darius could have been, it would have probably would have happened, but I feel like it would have taken more time to go ahead and kind of jump and get started. Cause you kind of take away that free time that everybody had to kind of be, okay, let's go ahead and get this thing going. Kind of like how Josh was saying, but otherwise everybody would kind of been in their movie. It could have potentially, I think Josh was persistent enough to kind of like, be like yo, we got to actually do this, but it's like, okay, we, we got to get that done at some point. I don't know if it would have happened though. Like, as quickly so the pandemic really like i said stars aligned it really kind of helped us to push forward to get it going yeah i definitely think we probably wouldn't have had enough time individually to make it like as solid as it is like the content that we put out i think is just genuinely and i'm not just saying this because i'm biased obviously but like we do like good work uh and not even just like the podcast itself but like the other stuff we do like outside the podcast like the other posts and like social media stuff we do but like we wouldn't have as much time to like devote to making sure that that's good. And we wouldn't have enough time to like really even just like have like a friendship between the three of us. Cause I mean, that's also a, a big part of having a podcast with like multiple people is making sure like our relationships and our friendships are strong. So uh, yeah, us having just more free time to do all that stuff has just made the content that much better. And it's made making the content that's much more like fulfilling. You yeah. Know? So. And I would uh, hop on that and say, I don't know about y'all, but at the point in the semester where everything kind of happened, I was at, in a rough spot. I was like, man, I don't know how I'm going to make it through. <laughs> so busy every single day. I, I was really struggling. But then the whole pandemic happened. Um, 
it happened right after spring break. So took a little break. Then we got that extended break. I was actually in Atlanta when all the things were like coming out about extended break and everything. Um, but that happening and being able to kind of freeze everything and have all this time where it was like, hey, you have a little bit more time to focus on the things you want to do, focus on some of your passion projects. And at that point, I know senioritis is a real thing, experienced it twice already. Um, but just kind of being done with, hey, I'm tired of being assigned these different projects from other people. I want to get into things that I do and I want to do with people that I want to do things with. So Matt and Adarius uh, were of that same mindset too. So we were like, hey, might as well do it right now. And how, like, how do y'all, like Josh and Adarius, this question is really for y'all since like y'all graduated, like, like how fulfilling is it knowing that you don't have to like do anything that's a sign anymore and you can like just focus on what you want to do now? I will say, and I don't know if this fully answers the question, but I will say the cool thing about like having graduated and like now doing this is like on the podcast, things about like politics will come up and like, I'll just know the answer, but like, I didn't know that I knew it prior to like having been like posed the question. Mm-hmm. so it's like y'all just say something it'll just like kind of come out and I'm like oh wait I learned that like this degree actually like means something you know <laughs> <laughs> so it's been cool to just kind of like you know just kind of see that like the last four years just haven't been for like absolutely nothing like because that's one of the things with poli science like people say that it's one of those degrees that like you kind of don't really use unless you go to like law school but like doing the podcast and talking about things that are like relevant to the times we live in it's just like been cool to see yeah and I I feel the exact same way and this was one of the real selling points of bringing us all together um I was a mass communications major John you know that uh, same (laughs) college Matt is also a mass communications major but with the Darius having this uh background and focus in poli sci and mainly history like his own personality he loves history loves talking about it all this different stuff um really thought that it would mesh um, our different kind of philosophies and ideologies of how we look at the world world and the uh, perspective and lens that we look at things at. So me coming from a mass communications background and kind of looking at things with a journalistic eye or being able to uh, decipher media messages and mass media, um, and then having a Darius also being able to look at it from a history standpoint or uh, a civil rights standpoint. And then Matt, with being the most experienced podcaster, it just kind of all came together and it it makes a really good synergy between us. So I feel like that and having our different backgrounds really adds to the whole mix of it. And with y'all's first episode, y'all just talked about how everything was going on in the world today. With y'all's first episode, like y'all talked, y'all touched on the George Floyd Rihanna Taylor and Amal Aubrey situation. Like, y'all really hit the ground running with your first episode. Little would people know that you actually, like, did practice episodes because with your first episode, like, you just hit the ground. Like, you just got to it. Like, yeah. like did y'all mean for that, for yeah, your first episode, like, to be like that, just, like, just to hit people right in the face with it? Or did you, like, want to kind of ease people in? It just so happened that that happened while the protest, because that was the protest time, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just so happened that that was the, whenever that those two happened around the same time, we were about to, okay, we're actually going to record this one and post this one. Because 
for a while there, we had just been recording them, recording them, recording them. There were a little bit lighter topics, if I'm not mistaken. Sometimes we were just in there talking about what was going on, just kind of get used to, especially with the Zoom thing, because it's one thing to be able to be in person and us be able to feed off each other's energy. But with the Zoom thing, there's sometimes awkward pauses and stuff like that. So that, that, just, that just happened to come at that time. And it's like, all right, well, we're going to hit this ground running. And, you know, just work out the details. I think uh, I like to hear the expression, uh, fail forward. It's like, okay, work, work out the kinks and the uh, – Iron out the little smaller details along the way. Yeah, and and I will say that the timing of it was kind of kind of weird how it happened, but I know we were recording for like weeks and weeks in advance, and we had multiple episodes episodes quote unquote um, where we were like, man, we should have recorded that one, or we should have posted that one. That could have been our first one. Um, but when that happen and there were kind of protests going on in our own state me and Adarius pulled up to one Matt you pulled up to the one I think the next day yeah, Sunday. that happened and we were already talking about posting that sat that Sunday I believe um so there was kind of no way that we could not talk about what was going on and it would it would be I feel like it would be received um, not as well if we started off being three black men and not talking about these things that uh, come up and were prevalent at the time and are still prevalent. Now, wait, wait which protest did y'all go to? That the very first, the very yeah. first one at the state house. Yeah, the one that was outside of the state house. I think the first one. On you mean the one that got act that like really got active, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I left the police station maybe literally less than 10 minutes before uh, the person in the red hat showed up and then they started burning cop cars and stuff like that. Uh, so shout out to the man upstairs for like leading me away from that one. But um, yeah, <laughs> that was the one that I think we recorded because we normally record on Saturdays. I can't remember if we recorded before or after that. I think it was, after, like, it was like immediately at like same day, immediately afterwards. So yeah. we definitely had to talk about it. You remember because you had to pick up your uh, your roommate from the press. Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah, it was. <laughs> After. So there was no way we could just come out of it and not talk about it because we had to talk about it that day, too, because we both experienced it. So, Yeah, I know. I was actually supposed to be at that protest, but I thought the protest was actually the next day. Mm. That's the, As a matter of fact, the next day one, the one on Sunday, I was the one I was at. And you could tell everybody around was like, we don't know exactly how this is going to go. But it's okay. But, yeah, so they were on that first day, and I ended up being on the second day. Did you end up being able to get out there at all or what happened? Uh, I, I came on that Sunday. Okay. It was, like, in front of the state house. It was real small, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was one. I was at the one a couple weeks later, that little Million Man March thing. I think yeah, I saw yeah. it. I think I saw it. Yeah, we ran into each other. Lord, Lord, God, that, that was bad. <laughs> that, that was so bad. That was yeah. embarrassing. I, I will say, like, the parts that I was there and in the middle of didn't seem that bad. But then when I got home and, like, got on Twitter and then I saw people doing, like, the K-Wayne and, like, electric sliding or whatever, doing, like, the Cupid shuffle with the police. And I was like, Flag oh, surfing. Yeah, like, yo. Marching with the police. I'm like, okay. And mind you, like, they did this while the police had an active case of, of shooting a 17-year-old dead in front of a high school in the city. Yeah, it wasn't a good look. Honestly, I should have known when they, when they showed up with the DJ, like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe this is about to go a little left. But, yeah, yeah, it, it, that was just, it was a lot. <laughs> 
Yeah, because I didn't go to the. I had seen a lot of people talking about the million uh, millionaire man watch. Um, I think that's what it's called. I've seen a lot of people talking about this. So I saw the Twitter backlash. But Twitter gonna have an opinion on everything. I swear, that's every single true. thing there's gonna be somebody who agrees with what went on, someone who disagrees with something that went on. You just know you're gonna get the report because everybody's a journalist these days. Yeah, yeah. And to see so many different perspectives, like. Darius, you said there was parts of the march where you're like, man, this is good. And imagine if you took a video right there, everything looks great. And then there's somebody over here where they're doing uh, the swag surf and they're dancing and having a good time. They take a picture of that or a video of that. And then it's like, oh, that's the whole narrative. That's what Twitter sees, you know? So narratives play a part. Most definitely. Now, with every, see, like with everything going on, like how, how are y'all able, like, a lot of people be afraid to talk about these type of subjects. Like, what makes y'all like not afraid to dive into subjects like this? I think specifically for me, because this is kind of a new lane for me. Obviously, I'm African American, but actually, like talking about it in a forum is for me is doing research. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of defer to Darius and Josh. They're a little more well versed on certain things, but because it's like the. There's nothing where I heard somebody say this. I think Alex Grant said it. There's nothing worse than being loud and wrong. And so it's like having an opinion on a podcast and it'd be completely wrong. So therefore, I had also heard this real smart person once say, it's, uh, what did they say? It's like, if you don't know it, be quiet. Ask the question, defer to the people who know what they're talking about. So that's a big thing for me. Yeah, I think for me, uh, and this is again where like the poli sci comes in, but also I minored in African-American studies. And so, I'm used to having these sorts of conversations just cause like, that's just what I've been doing the last four years. Uh, so it's really nothing new to like be talking about stuff like this. And again, the situations like the George Floyd situation and the Breonna Taylor situation and the Ahmaud Arbery situation and the Joshua Ruffin situation, like it, it keeps happening. So like, again, we just keep having to have the same conversations. So like I said, it's really nothing new for me at this point, just cause that's what I've been studying. And it's also just what we all just constantly like live through. Yeah. and. I'm very much of the same mindset as Matt. Let's get this out here. Adarius educates us on so many different <laughs> He tells us about the history of everything. He, like, we say, hey, what, what's going on with this? He'll say, in 1946, this happened, like, in a walking encyclopedia. But um, on a serious note, it's been something to kind of explore. And like Matt said, it's a lot of the research, like actually looking into these things because we have these tools in front of us where we have phones on us at all times. We have laptops, internet access, anytime being able to look into these topics and actually formulate opinions on our own and thinking about our own unique perspectives and realizing that they're just as valid as anyone else's perspective, especially when, you know the hard facts and you can formulate opinion of your own and voicing that um like matt said you don't want to be loud and wrong so it's also one thing to stand on what you think and what you believe as well so and on and oh well and then there is you know you being a poli sci major you said that you wanted to be a lawyer one day right so yes we need more we need more black lawyers who are actually going to fight for our people. We don't need those ambulance chasing lawyers now. And you know who they yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That, and that's a big one, too. So uh, how, how, how has today's times, like, affected, like, your drive to, like, want to uh, pursue that career path? So I will say, um, kind of going back to high school, I went to uh, – really, my high school is about 50-50. Uh, 
people of color and then white people, but I was in a lot of honors classes. So most of my honors classes was like all white people with the exception of maybe three or four other black kids. Uh, and so a lot of times our accomplishments ended up getting like downplayed. So like if we did something, it was just kind of brushed off versus like if my white counterparts accomplished the same thing or maybe even something a little bit below us, it was like blown up into this whole thing. Uh, and I say that uh, because coming into college, originally I did want to go to be a lawyer. Uh, but, you know, because I was so used to having my accomplishments downplayed and whatnot, I was like, okay, well, you know, that takes a lot of time. You really don't have like that good a grade. So like, maybe you should just try to stick to something a little bit safer. Uh, something you know you can accomplish. Uh, and so I was a psych major for a little bit because I wanted to be a psychiatrist, not realizing that, you know, that requires medical school, which is just as hard, if not harder than law school. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. But anyway, mm -hmm. uh, so as time went on, like I became much more confident in myself uh, and like stopped second guessing my abilities. And a part of that, that it does come as a result of having friends like Matt and uh, Josh who do push me in ways that I don't think they realize a lot of times, but they do. Um, but then even going on with stuff like this, uh, it's like, not only do I know that I, I can accomplish, you know, my dreams of going to law school, being a lawyer, doing all these things, but it's like, someone needs to, you know, like you said, and it needs to be someone that has like a heart for actually, you know, helping the community, knowing what the needs are. And if I don't know what the needs are, then like either A, taking the time to do research and like talk to people and figure out what those are, or B, deferring to people who do know what those needs are and like making sure that you know you support them in whatever ways you can uh and so like i said like it's in today's world like we just we need more people who are actually like informed and care uh and so i've you know throughout you know everything that's been going on i've really found out that i do have like a good heart for you know my community our community making sure that we're you know being represented in the best way possible uh uh, and have people, you know, fighting for us in ways that we need to. Darius, president. <laughs> you know, all the time, but Darius for president, man. We man in the office. Dang, I hope you're not running in 2032. Uh, give me, give me a couple more years. <laughs> all right, cause cool. I, I hate for you to run against me. I really would hate for you. Hey, <laughs> the big for Hey, everybody needs what? a vice president. Just let me know. Wait, wait, John, you you running for president? Let me get the funds. I promise you, I'm, if Trump can do it, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's the motto right there. <laughs> hey, but now, nah, like, y'all's podcast really, like, puts black men in, like, a very good, a very good, like, three well-educated, three well-educated black men. And, you know, like, we do catch a lot of flack, especially on social media. Like, how, like are y'all cognizant of that when y'all do do y'all's podcast? Yeah. For me, I would say that that is one of the major driving forces, <clears throat> excuse me, of why we do the podcast um, with us being three black men, but also three unique black men. And I don't say unique to be boisterous or anything, but I don't think either any of us are the average male or definitely not these average men that are depicted on social media as what black men are, you know, that whole black black men are trash and all this yeah. different stuff um so i think that is one thing that we think about and we want to display black men in a different light and say hey you can 
be interested in history or you can be interested in investing or you can be interested in being a color commentator or anything like that um, and not having to fit into this this mold that most of the time is just narrative. Yeah, I do think we do a good job of not fitting into one specific box like Josh was saying. Like it would be easy for us to, you know, have a podcast where we just talk about, you know, hip hop and sports. And like, in no shade in anybody who does that, if that's what you choose to do, that's your target audience, by all means, be support. And I would listen to that podcast any day. But I mean, there's just so much more to the black male experience. And we're so much more than just rappers and athletes. And I think that we do a good job of highlighting that. And so we do talk about hip hop, we do talk about sports, but we also talk about, you know, other things besides that, like, we're, we'll probably be talking about art and stuff at some point in the near future. We talk about politics, history, uh, other types of music besides hip hop, stuff like that. So um, we just do a good job, I think, of, you know, expressing the true diversity within the black male community. Yeah, and, and I really like our ability to be able to inform people too. Cause like, I like to always think of it as like, when you, we go to our Instagram, somebody goes to our Instagram page, something like that. It's like some, some of the stuff that I would like to look at or like some of this information like we do the research and put out in the podcast, like something I would be looking to hear. And it's cause I personally, I'm really, I don't know if you heard of them, John, uh, uh, Killer Mike. Yeah, no, I've yeah, I've met Killer Mike. <laughs> oh, you know, oh, I need to go. Uh, yeah, so I, really I don't like, know him. I just met him. Oh, okay, but for a reason, man. yeah, I really like to be able to like kind of go to him and hear some of the information like, he's presented out. Like he's got the information he presented out to the African American community, and so I like to think like our podcast, you can kind of do the same thing. So just being the researcher, the information that you're looking for, and um. Another way I feel like y'all show us in a good light is um the way y'all uh, put out your episode, your second to last episode with Malik showing the things that he does, especially with YouTube and his clothing line and how he's trying to build a brand with acting and everything. Like, did y'all, like, what made y'all, like, want to do an episode like that? Josh? So, <laughs> I would say that even starting the pod, that's something that we always wanted to do, or at least have a part of the podcast where we are putting a spotlight on people that are doing good things within the community. And it doesn't have to be just black men. It could be anyone, black women. We definitely want to get some uh, women on the show coming forward. Um, but we decided to have Malik on because, well, personally, he, he's a really good friend of mine going back to high school. And just seeing like his growth over literally a decade um, and seeing where he started and where he's at now. And I know he's not at like where he wants to be at the end of the day right now, but he still completed so many of his goals and tasks and stuff. So that really kind of embodies what we want to highlight and what we want to kind of champion and change the narrative of people that do great things within the community, outside of the community, in the world, life in general. Uh, and really just show that in a good light and highlight that. And a guy like Malik was so cool to bring on. Like, he has a whole book. Like, yeah. man, is clothing brand, like, doing a lot of things. And so, therefore, he's dominating the decade, which is what the whole podcast, obviously, the podcast is about informing. But it's like, also, we want to bring on people who dominate the decade. Got to give you a platform to talk about it and get you in here to some people of our listeners. Yeah, and I would say really just uh, the – interesting conversations because I feel like personally I run into so many people that I just have these interesting conversations with that are real 
smart people, real intellectual people dominating the decade in their own respective lanes. So just having those different type of conversations is something that I look forward to. And it's, it's really cool that we have now uh, a platform to be able to kind of push that out to the masses. Nothing to add to that in there is. Oh no, they, they hit the nail on the head with that one. <laughs> <laughs> and um, like when you, when I talked about like having black men shown in a positive light, one way that I try to do that is with my Instagram page. Like, if you notice on my IG page at Jonathan Brown Forty Five, let me plug that real quick. Gotta drop it in. Yeah, like on my Instagram page, if you look at like my highlights on my page, like you'll see you'll see where I put like books that I read throughout the year, and like you can see like the books I read last year and the books that I'm reading this year. And when I finished my last book, which was Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Like Josh and Matt, like they both hit me up just to like just to have a conversation about like the book that that I read and the type of books that they had that uh they read. And like with like my whole goal with that is just to show that um like we do like we are black men out here who do read, who are willing to go get information that we aren't necessarily taught in the classroom. Yeah, and I, I think showing that stuff, um just being a complex individual. Uh, by the way, Chris Foss's book, uh, Never Split the Difference, is a great one. Uh, anyone should check that out. Really good about no negotiation. But I, that's one of the things that all of us have in common. We do like to read. We do like to gather information. Um, so just having that as another medium and not only relying on social media or relying on videos and different things like that, um, that's been something that kind of pulls us together and adds to how we think and how we interpret it, uh, information. But we each have individual things that we like. Uh, Matt, he's a huge YouTube guy. I, I like YouTube, but I'm not the most YouTube-ish person. I prefer podcasts, but uh, we all get different information, different type of ways. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and with the reading thing, it's so important. I've been doing a lot of, hearing a lot of different things about reading, like uh, the average CEO, because, you know, Nick Cannon reads like two books a week, and so obviously that's one of my guys I look up to, so it's like, okay, try to start doing stuff like he does it, hopefully you end up in a successful dish like he is. But me and Josh were talking about this earlier, and it's like, okay, you feel like I have to think about people reading is whenever you're younger, you kind of see reading as punishment. And therefore, as you can get older, it's like you kind you don't see it as punishment necessarily, but it's like, I'm definitely not doing that. I'm too old. Like, I'm not even saying what I'm about to say, but yeah. So with that being said, it's like now we're just trying to get everybody else, hopefully, especially African, everybody. African-Americans, it's like, you know, that whole expression used to be around, and if you want to hide something for African-Americans, you put it in a book. It's like, we're trying to get away from that trying to get the information in the books, support whoever is writing the books, whatever the case may be, and take the information and roll it and apply it. Yeah, and I know a big thing for me uh, is like not only reading books, but just like, I think with social media, specifically Twitter, uh, taking everything and putting it into 140 characters is made, in addition to other things, like our attention span is so short. Yep. And so now a big thing for me is just like, whenever I see people like, retweet like a headline like a, not a headline an article or something and then they're like they post whatever their opinion is but then when you go and read the article it's on something completely different but i'm like okay we'll just read the article formulate an opinion and then share that as opposed to just you know spitting something back up basically uh 
So yeah, it's just like making sure that like if I do have an opinion, it's actually like informed and like I'm reading things so that I don't sound dumb. So you know. Yeah, like reading is like a secret key, honestly. It just to me, I feel like I just get something, get so much from um from what I read and I always try to take stuff from it. I am a person I I love all books, but I mostly read nonfiction books because I like books that I can directly apply to my life. And as soon as I'm done reading, I can look at things in a different way and say, hey, I can change this or hey, I can do that. Um, Or I like to read biographies of successful people and just see what their road looked like. So I I really like that. Not dissing uh, fiction books, it it is definitely good to hop into some to kind of relax and get your mind off of things. But it's just it's really a peaceful activity for me. I used to love reading when I was a kid. And I don't, I don't know if y'all have experienced this, but whenever I was coming up, it was definitely not looked at in the light that it is now. Like, oh man, like, what are you doing reading a book, bro? Like, come on. Like, I uh, used to, Drake says the line, I uh, used to get teased for being black. Now I'm here, not, I'm not black enough. And it's like, people have, I guess, conditioned themselves to think reading is, not for us or not worth our time so just getting away from that and seeing other people specifically black men getting away from that it's like man this is really good to see yeah because i would say as a parent is you can simply just go such and such read 50 cent for example let's use 50 cent okay 50 cent read and so now as a young african-american male now you might not want to read that book like a book in general but it's like well he does read maybe they don't know who 50 cent is but i think that's why it's really cool that you see a lot of successful people talking about it because now parents can point them like look they do that and it's like okay maybe it's not quite as bad as what i was thinking because i used to be one of the kids that that's supposed to read for an hour be throwing a ball in the air or something like that and so now (laughs) i'm trying to reverse that dynamic we got all this uh uh, sharing space and whatnot let's try to get away from that because the keys to life are uh, oftentimes in books, or at least ways to help you, you know, in life, uh, whether it be self-development or whatever. Yeah. You see, with me, like, the reason I I started reading is because, like, I really want, like, I really want to make a lot of money in life. I'm just going to be honest <laughs> and fight out with that. And, like, like you said, like, a lot of successful people read. And, like, if I see that a lot of successful people do read, like, I'm going to try to at least emulate that part of them. Like, because I feel like, like you said, like, there, there's the saying, if you want to have something from a black person, put it, in, put it in a book. And I don't want that information to be hidden from me. I want to go out there and actually see that information. And I feel like when it comes to black people and reading, I feel like in school, like, the, the stuff that they make you read mm. does not interest you. But it's like when you get to an adult and you're going to read books, now it's actually books that you're actually seeking out to read. Mm-hmm. So when you seek something out, you're more likely to have a more enthusiastic um, feeling about what you're trying to do, which makes you just want to do it more. 100%. Because as, as far as me, I'm a big autobiography reader. So I, I finished Decoded, finished 50 Cent. We're all working on it. I think they're finished with Malcolm X, stuff like that. But there's some of these people that interest me. So therefore, it's not a drag. You don't have to get me kicking and screaming to get to this book. It's kind of like, oh, yeah. And as a matter of fact, I'll actually buy it. Because I'm trying to, I'm trying to support folk. I'm trying to support folk. I know you can just go to the library. But I like to just go buy buy a copy or the audio book or whatever the case may be. But yeah, you know, not only am I not kicking the screen to read the book, I'm actually going to purchase it and usually like looking forward to whenever it drops. So 
different approach to things. I think to tag on to that, uh, something that we all acknowledge, especially as black people, is the fact that like our history and our culture isn't represented in like the American education system yeah. or the few black people we do learn about are either so watered down or so whitewashed that it's like completely inaccurate to like who they were. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we really can't complain too much about that if we don't ever pick up, you know, the tools that we have at our disposal, because these people wrote books about who they were, but we just like don't read them, you know? Uh, I mean, and we can, and obviously we can complain about, you know, the system being, you know, rigged against us and whatnot, but also taking the opportunity to then read about the people that we want to learn about. So, yeah. And I think that's an interesting thing about uh, autobiographies and biographies too. Um, for me, at least, I like reading them because I like putting the puzzle together of, hey, how did this insanely successful person become who they are? Like with Malcolm X, just finished uh, his autobiography not too long ago. And reading his background, his story, it literally just makes sense that he ends up being who he is, like through his background, through the steps that he took in his life, through all the trials and tribulations, you can see like the end product. And I really like that personally. Um, another one, Steve Jobs is like that too. And there's so many people throughout history. Um, and I also think that that helps me going forward because I like to look at things as, hey, this might not make sense right now, but this is gonna help you in the long run. This is only gonna be a part of the story. Uh, one of my old pastors used to say, you might not get it right now, but it might get you in the parking lot. And so, maybe <laughs> <laughs> same thing, bro. So, what are y'all currently reading now? Uh, well, I'm finishing up Malcolm X one. I got this book called Showboat by Kobe Bryant. I already read his Mama Mentality. So, I got that coming. And 50 referenced another one of his books. I can't think of the name of it right now. It's one that he wrote a long time ago. He actually wrote a couple of them. But anyway, I got that one in the mail, and I feel like there's something else. I was just listening to, was it Shannon Sharp and Bill Russell was talking about, oh, yeah, Josh, you're a big Celtics fan. So Bill Russell, apparently, whenever they went to honor him for the Celtics, whatever, he didn't show up to it because the uh, racism was so bad in Boston. So he has an autobiography I got to check out, too, because, you know, and it's so cool because you can kind of – with the book, obviously you love a documentary, love a movie, but with a book, you can kind of see it happening. And I really like audio books because then I can hear it happening like from your voice. So that's what I got going on. Um, I just finished uh, Autobiography of Malcolm X. I've been on that one for a little minute, but I started that in February, but I just wanted to take like a deep dive into it. So just finished that uh, a little bit earlier this week. Um, I'm very different with how I read books. I like to read a lot at the same time and make like incremental progress. Uh, and then over time, I just kind of finish some. So I'm reading Steve Jobs right now, autobiography, um, men, women, and relationships. It's another one, another good one. Um, just finished uh, Black America Inc, A Trillion Dollar Nation. That, that's one that I suggest to literally everyone, um, especially black men, you gotta check that out. And I think that's it right now. There might be some other ones that I just hop into, but nothing uh, too crazy. Yeah, me, um, I just started Just Mercy. Uh, I watched the movie, but I also wanted to read the book. Uh, so I just started that. Uh, I'm reading The Truth About Men by Devon Franklin. Oh. Um, he married Megan Good, so clearly he's doing something right. And maybe <laughs> <laughs> he knows something I don't know, apparently. So. 
Uh, so yeah, those are my two. Oh, uh, what is that book? It's called We Were Eight Years in Power by Ta-Nehisi Coates, uh, which is basically, uh, he writes an essay for each year of the Obama presidency leading up in the, uh, the election of Donald Trump. Uh, so it's a mixture of like politics and uh, history. So that's, that's cool. Something I've been working on for a while now. Uh, but yeah, those are my three. I mean, Josh, Josh and Matt, y'all just, um, y'all, y'all referenced the autobiography of Malcolm X. That's actually what I'm reading right now. Hey, yes, sir. Great one. Yeah. So uh, I was, I was hoping while y'all was talking, I'm like, yo, like, don't, don't give too much details. Don't spoil it for me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm actually, uh, I told myself once I finished the book that I could watch the movie and I started the documentary, the who killed Malcolm X mm-hmm. on Netflix started that whenever I started the book, but didn't finish it. Uh, so I'm looking forward to finishing both of those. I started the movie directed by Spike Lee is, is great so far. Three and a half hour movie though, by the way, but mm-hmm. Malcolm X has a great story to tell. Um, so looking forward to finishing those, but yeah, a lot in his story, bro. Hey, I would suggest, Definitely take some notes. Definitely have your sticky notes uh, so that you can mark certain areas and come back to them because it's it's so much quotable information. Yeah, yeah, actually, I finished that yesterday. So I read it. To be honest, it's kind of a thick book. Malcolm <laughs> said a lot. All of it is worthwhile, <laughs> but he, the man was talking a lot. Uh, so I ended up finding an audio book on YouTube. And so I just put that on while I was at work yesterday uh, and finally got all the way through it. Um, and then like Josh was talking about, I watched the Who Killed Malcolm X documentary, which is actually like pretty much in line with, uh, the book itself. So yeah, the movie and the documentary are both really close to the book. So like Josh, I'm not watching that movie until I saw they were playing at USC like last year, but I'm not watching the movie until I finished the book, but because of Darius put me onto the audio book, I should have it finished whole, it should be by Saturday at the latest, hopefully tomorrow. And then, so I'm gonna go ahead and check out the documentary. What did y'all say? Watch the movie first or the documentary? I would say the movie, uh, just because yeah. it gives you maybe a, a like moving picture version of the book, and I think that plays a part in why it's so long. Like Adari said, that book is thick. He's definitely talking for a long time, but like I said, he has such a monumentous life and a, a great story to tell. Um, and the movie is just like that too. I think it's three hours and 20 minutes. Um, but the books or the movie so far, it's like parallels with the book, you know? So I would suggest read or watch the movie first. And then that part about, uh, who killed him. So you can just have everything just in your mind and then you, you can kind of have this like end puzzle. So, okay. That's what I'll do. Did y'all know that that was the most searched autobiography in the world? I saw that in the commercial. That's where I got it because I was like, wait, okay, if it's the most searched thing, I need to be on this. Like, the, some, yeah. you know, usually they say, if everybody's going in one direction, you go the opposite. Well, in this case, I was like, no, 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 no. There's something this thing I need to read. And obviously now you start to realize it. And then now with all this stuff happening, everybody's quoting Malcolm X and stuff like that. And it's like, really good thing I kind of know the backstory behind who, who, how he became what he became. Yeah. Yeah, I plan on finishing by next week. That's my that's my goal. That's one goal I I have, is to finish this by next week. And then after I finish this book, I'm gonna read the book called The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene, who's the, 
who's also the author of the book, The 48 Laws of Power. Now, if you read that book and you look at what's going on in the world today, if, if that book will kind of put it in a clearer perspective. Yeah, that's my preferred category of books or genre, I should say. Self-improvement is my go-to. I, I love self-improvement books, all books on finance <clears throat> and investing, especially focus. Uh, bro, I, I've got such a long list that I will probably die before I uh, complete all these books <laughs> or th either that or I need to kick it into overdrive but I love just getting recommendations being able to check books off and just deepening that knowledge too hey like Bryson Tiller said if I changed I became a better version of myself that's the goal <laughs> that's the only goal in life for me hey, that's, that's right man price got to go up who, who, got to <laughs> who sure. has time to stay stagnant <laughs> <laughs> But um, like, and with everything y'all doing with the podcast, like, what what's the goal of the podcast? Like, what what do y'all hope to like accomplish with this? I would say specifically, we got. I guess we're still working on that. I say to inform and to inspire. So if you can, if I can inform you all about what's going on as I learn it and kind of spread. I hate when people get information and keep it to yourself. Spread it to the masses. And then to inspire, it's like, yo, so if this person started off, because at some point we'll start like breaking down individual people more so than what we're doing now. It's like, okay, if this person started like this and made it there, so you can do the same too. And then they also, now you see us implementing the quotes and stuff like that. And then you also, the did you know? So, yo, let's inspire you. We're giving you the information, inspire you to go be great in whatever field you have. And then we're going to bring you on the podcast. We're going to interview you before you blow up. We're going to make it happen. <laughs> yeah, I would say for me, it kind of is like a medium or an outlet for us. I feel like it's a lot of different things. Um, being able to push out information and ha play a part in changing the narrative. Um, one of the things that we uh, are thinking about doing and are in the works of doing is highlighting a Darius and just some of the stories that he knows uh, about history and history that isn't taught in the school system like we alluded to the education system uh, has definitely failed us in areas um but anything like that but also as like a little journal or uh archive of the things that we do and being at this age for all of us we're all 22 for, yeah we're all 22 uh just making sure 23 coming up but <laughs> we are at this point in our lives in our careers everything where things are just kind of starting so it's kind of like a bet on ourselves as well uh look down 10 years down the line and matt is a color commentator uh doing the nba finals and adarius is a civil rights lawyer and i'm doing my thing in advertising so kind of a bet on ourselves in a way but also a way to push out good information to the masses yeah, uh, I would say that, so for me, one of my pet peeves and one of the things that I absolutely despise about social media uh, is the fact that so many people will like shame you for not knowing something, but will never take the time to like teach you that thing. Mm. <clears throat> because like my thing is, there was a time where you didn't know everything that you know. Somebody had to like have patience with you and teach you the stuff that you know that you are now being condescending about knowing. But anyway. Uh, so, so the podcast for me, it gives us the opportunity to like actively educate people about the things that we have learned and the, and the, the wisdom that we have like amassed in like whatever our specific area is. Uh, 
and so it's like to me like to see that like people are actually like listening to the podcast and like engaging with it and saying like oh well, i didn't know this until you broke it down like to me that's at the end of the day like that's that's all i need um but then also from for like a more personal standpoint uh it also just like keeps me on my a game like it makes me want to like actively like look into other stuff so that i can like tell people uh it makes me want to like gain new skills so that like i can do like more stuff on the podcast like the videos that i make like i want to get to the point where i can like edit those myself and like make them more like professional or uh even stuff on the podcast like if i'm gonna bring somebody on who's doing big stuff as far as like business and finance like i don't want them to be talking like over my head so like i want to make sure that i can engage with like people who are doing like really big things or people who are you know working in areas that I may not have super expertise in, but like, I at least have a working knowledge base, you know, so. Gotta be able to hold your own. Got to. And like, with all of us having gone gone to USC, with me, let me just talk about me personally real quick. I feel like for me in this podcast, having gone to college, I mean, everybody, some some people think that college is a scam, and in a way it is, like, let's just be honest with it. But I feel like, I don't think I could have made this podcast without going to college. I don't because one, I don't think I would have sought the information that I did seek out. I wouldn't know the people that I know. And I don't think my confidence would be there without college. And also like being in, like having gone to school, it's also helped me like build like a base of people who I can like, you know, ask, you know, Hey, can you like check this out? Like, can you listen to this? Have, do y'all feel like having gone to school that um, it's helped you like build a base of people who actually like listen to your podcast? I would say definitely. Um, even outside of the podcast, just some of the things you were saying definitely uh, feel like it was beneficial to me. I know there are definitely parts that are scammy and definitely some parts that it's like, man, why am I paying so much to go here? But I think it depends on what lens you look at it. Uh, if you look at it as just getting the information, you can get the information anywhere. We live in the digital age, information age. We can look stuff up online. You, If you really wanted to learn something, you could, basically. But what you can't get anywhere is that experience, and you can't get uh, that time in your life in one of my personal favorite things is being around so many successful and like-minded people and kind of finding and navigating who is with you, who, in, who isn't with you and finding your tribe. I tell people all the time, if you knew me like five years ago, you, you probably don't know me now, you know, like Facts. I, <laughs> the person I am now is completely different than the person I was five years ago. So I feel like that growth over these years, like these are some really pivotal years that you're in school and finding people that are of the same mindset, finding your group. Like I found Matt and Adarius literally within the last year. So this last year, just being able to link with so many people, see so many people that are going off and doing great things. It's like, man, that, that really does make it worth it. Yeah, I would say the thing for me that's been super interesting. Uh, so I'm the first person in my family to go off to college. And as far as like even being in my neighborhood, 
Like I can count on one hand the number of kids that I grew up with that went to college. I can, can't even begin to tell you the number of kids that I grew up with that are either A, in jail, B, have been, have been in jail, or C, have like already like, you know, been killed or whatever, just due to like different like violence and stuff. So like, for me, the thing is like, yes, going to college has given me the ability to like build a solid base of like friends and support uh, of like educated people, but it's also given me, you know, a different vantage point on like my upbringing and like how I can actually be a part of like changing the narrative for, you know, people who I grew up with that may not ever even step foot on a college campus, you know, so. Or even like reconciling the fact that like, yeah, I have this degree, but it also, it took me going through everything that I went through, like as a young child growing up in like, you know, this poor neighborhood to like make that happen, so. And then you become an example to those around you. It's like, yo, so now I can like literally touch him and see that it's possible because he came from where I came from and he was able to make it through it, which is, you know, graduate, which is already a major accomplishment. Yeah, I would say that it's big for me or college specifically making the connections. It's like, okay, so I leave this high school and I go to this college and it's like, okay, there's a lot of people at these different high schools that were obviously at colleges at that point, but from different areas, we all meet together, like-minded individuals, we make that happen. And how they say college is about getting like the degree, obviously, and like hopefully I'll find a job opportunity, but changing the way you think is a major thing too. So, and now uh, you really notice that sometimes you go hang out with some of your former friends. It's like, oh, I'm kind of on a different level these days. So mm-hmm. it just kind of comes with it. I even think sometimes it's just based off the norm of the conversations. Like I'll be sitting there talking to Josh and Darius, and they're talking about which books they're reading. Darius is updating us on why he should become president. I'm just kidding. He's talking <laughs> to us about <laughs> politics or whatever. And then Josh is talking about like a cryptocurrency. It's like that is the normal conversation at this point. So it just kind of just puts you on a whole nother level just based off of the people you're around and the conversations y'all have on a daily basis. Man, man, that's a lot. <laughs> but I, I, I do appreciate you guys for coming on, man. This this was y'all got to go. <laughs> this, this was this was a good episode, man. Very good episode, man. Man, I'm glad. I'm really glad we made this happen. But um, yeah. yeah uh, y'all go, y'all go check out their podcast, Dominate the Decade. It's on all platforms. The content is good. I'm stamping it. If that means anything, it we don't. appreciate the it means everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> everything coming from the big stepper himself, Brown. Hey, John Brown is an OG for sure. The first person out with a podcast. I remember you coming up to me uh, after class one day said, hey, man, you should check out the podcast. And I was like, word. I went and looked at it. I went and checked it out. I said, man, this is this is Jonathan Brown right here. So I appreciate you having us on, man. Trendsetter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hey, no doubt, no doubt. But like I said, y'all go check out their podcast. It's available on all platforms. You won't be disappointed. It's a good way to pass time with everything going on. I'm your host, Jonathan Brown, and we'll be back again soon. Thank you. Peace. Peace.